Welcome to the Joe Watt Podcast. I am Joe Vendramini from the Range Cattle Research and Education Center at ONA. And today, our guest is Alex Jones. Alex, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Alex, can you please give us a little background about yourself? Okay. Well, I work for the Seminole Tribe of Florida Incorporated. My position here is the Natural Resource Director, and I'm primarily over the cow-calf operations. They have five cow-calf units in South Central Florida. Um, we've got about 10,000-plus mama cows. We also have a seed stock operation in Georgia with about 1,000 head of registered Rangus cows. And Alex, you were just recently the president of the Florida Cattlemen's Association. Can you please share with us some of the programs that you had at FCA that you think were quite rewarding? Yeah, so, well, when I first took over the presidency was when we had the screwworm scare. So I got my feet wet pretty quick on something that we hadn't had in many years. We kind of got ahead of that with the help of the uh, state. And we got the screwworm under control. Soon after that, we had the mad cow scare in Florida. It turned out to be an atypical case. So fortunate for us, we were able to track the cow down and got that fire extinguished. So it was pretty, started out pretty exciting. Um, then I fell into county meetings, you know, and attending the different counties, driving all over the state from north to south, east to west. Had a lot of help with all my executive board so when I couldn't make a meeting they would attend the meeting. One of the hot hot ticket items that we were discussing in our county meetings was traceability. Past president Ken Griner, you know, had implemented the pilot project and following up on traceability. So we spent a lot of time talking about that, educating the producers, making sure that they understood that we were still vetting the process. We was going to see do a three year pilot project to find out what the cost and what the burden was going to be back to the producer. So when they asked questions, we could give them a, a definite answer on what we found in the pilot project. So we spent a lot of time doing that. Also promoting our industry. Um, hashtag show your passion. Encouraging people to tell their story on social media. We, um, <clears throat> we think social media is probably the cheapest platform to get our story out there. And that we kind of needed to tell our story because other people were telling it for us and it was, wasn't necessarily a positive story that they were telling. We were under a lot of scrutiny for water quality at the time. So we're constantly trying to put out fires and, and educate people on what we do for water quality, how we enhance water quality, enhance the environment. Any alternative to a ranch is probably a negative alternative for Florida. So we need to maintain that green space and the wildlife habitat. And spent significant time trying to educate either our own producers or people outside our industry, coastal folks, you know, about the benefits of keeping ranching in Florida and how we're reducing phosphorus from the water system. And, and Alex, after the effort, and I, it, I think this is an ongoing effort, right? We'll, we'll keep promoting and keep uh, publicizing the good things that we do for the landscape. That's correct. Um, past president, Ned Waters, Ken Griner and I, Gene Lawless, we all sat around tailgate one evening at one of the quarterly meetings, and we all made a conscious effort to make sure that we start uh, trying to continue, put some continuity into the past president's efforts. So we all agreed that we would continue with Ned's efforts until we seen them through. Ken would carry it on. I would carry on Ken's. Gene would carry on. Matt would carry on mine. Gene Lawless would carry on Matt's. Mm -hmm. We just felt that that continuity sometimes wasn't there 
and a president would start you know a project or an initiative and then maybe it would get lost so we all just made a pact to start trying to continue that on so um, we could see it through to the end and uh, the last quarterly we heard that I think our membership is up so yeah. we, we are adding new members so you think this is probably a, a, a probably a result of the work that you have been doing in promoting the industry and getting more people involved we feel like we're getting we brought in two new counties uh, during my, my term Broward County being one uh, a lot of folks you know question why would Broward County be good for the industry for the state industry well you have to understand that lots of people down there still have a horse in their backyard and a lot of the property rights that we fight for as cattlemen impacts those people that have horses and greenbelt in their backyard and you also have representatives that represent those districts that they now know that they have an organized group down there called the Broward County Cattlemen's Association that hey maybe I need to listen to these folks a little more pay a little more attention to state industry and we've seen some benefits there in Washington DC so that was um there's some benefits to doing that membership was up overall I tasked the membership committee with uh, increasing by three percent they actually increased by seven percent did that with the help of uh, Jason Conrad and five assistants or uh, vice president committee members from different districts and those folks uh, went out to their local counties and promoted membership and we've seen a rise in all the counties and a rise overall in the state so we felt like that was a success as well as the social media aspect of it we got a lot of new members and that wasn't necessarily cattlemen but interested in our conservation so they, they thought they'd be a part of it mm -hmm. And Alex, uh, changing gears a little bit towards more cattle, and you are the manager of a big piece of land here that we have a lot of cattle. And I would like to ask you first, probably the it's not a negative question, it's just uh, to 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 know your opinion. What do you think is what are the most challenging factors that you have in producing cow calf in this region here in South Florida? The biggest challenge I face is no different than a ranch a small ranch or a large ranch outside of the reservation boundary it's a uh, non-agricultural people wanting to move onto your property um, so as you can imagine the Seminole tribe is about 4,000 members but there's only about 67 of us that are actually controlling the land base through agriculture and all the kids you know want to move back to the ranch and then you got to cut out two and a half acres for them build a fence around it messes up your cow rotation got to kind of argue with them about where you can place your house, where you can't. They want to place it right in the middle of a pristine pasture. And then, of course, that now it's not pristine anymore. That's our biggest challenge. Regulations, you know, water quality regulations. Another big challenge for us. We follow best management practices, but we're always under scrutiny because we're so close to Lake Okeechobee and um, the Everglades about water quality, and we're conscious of it. And we're continuous to educate not only the outside but internal government we've got our own regulators internal and we've got a pretty good story we know we clean up water but getting the membership to understand that's difficult sometimes because they they see the propaganda in the news so they think we're the culprits we're, we're really helping clean it up and um, it's it's interesting to learn that you have a, also a large membership from 
from the tribe and you also need to educate those members right not only the outside public but also people that are in the same institution that you are at that's right you got 67 members in our co-op of the Seminole tribe and about 55 percent of them are actually women it's women-owned ranches and we're a matriarch society in the Seminole tribe so our women are pretty pretty opinionated and vocal and it's not that it's not that you have to educate folks it's that we have to argue our opinion you know because they're opinionated I'm opinionated so we have some pretty heated debates um, they always make valid points you know but at the end of the day we look at the economics and the science and we let that make our decision and in the, the day we always have a little saying is that our arguments is really the glue that binds us together so we appreciate those debates and w one thing Alex that I'd like to ask you is uh, we know in the cattle business we are on the top of a land that is highly valuable and then we run a business that is not the most profitable business in agriculture but that's what we love to do mm -hmm. and that's what keeps this land as healthy as it can be uh, almost natural Yes. And uh, how do you have to expose that situation, you know, for the people in your uh, in your uh, system to to try to explain to them that you know it's not the most profitable, but we still have this big chunk of land that is highly profitable. Yeah, so we um, the Seminole tribe is very diverse, anywhere from agriculture to casinos. And agriculture, if you go to one of our shareholders' meeting, agriculture is always looked up on the big screen as a, a cash flow deficit because we're not a cash flow business we build assets the only time we're ever going to collect on it is if we ever sold out but in doing that you're selling out you're you have to manage the land with something the cow is a tool that we use to manage the land if we didn't have the cattle it would cost us millions to manage the property that we own so we use the cow for that also a long heritage of being in the cow business the cow is why we have a casino is because it, it helped us, you know, through three Seminole Wars, and it helped us from not getting shipped to Oklahoma Territory. It helped us hold out. We had a mobile protein source during those wars, so we were able to move our food around with us. And ultimately, that's why we stayed in Florida, and we're blessed to be in Florida. And, of course, Florida's a fairly wealthy state, but we just can't forget our roots, and our roots is in agriculture, and that is why we are here. The Seminole tribe of Florida is still here today. And... Um... Do you think that if you look down the road, like 15, 20 years, that is not very far, uh, do you think that we still be in the cow-calf business here in Florida? I think we're going to still be in the cow-calf business in Florida, but it's going to be very different. I'm not sure what it's going to look like. Um, it's either going to be more consolidated with large operators or it's going to be very mom and pop. Uh, with a thousand new people moving here every day in the the negative news, negative publicity that agriculture in general gets. If we don't do a better job of telling our story, we're going to get, get weeded out, pushed out of Florida. The land value is um, very high here. Uh, there is always something more valuable that you could do with the land here in Florida. Um, at one point it was a wasteland and cows was all it was good for. But now we know that it's pretty fertile land. It's great for farming. We can do more intensive agriculture here, make more money. But in the day, our passion and our heritage is in cattle. And we also see the benefit that we are the heart, heartbeat of Florida. We exist down the Okeechobee waterways, Everglades, and that if we're going to stay in harmony with Mother Nature, 
that we probably need to keep the, the land in a pristine state and the only way to do that is with cattle. And Alex, we are going towards the end of our conversation here. I would like to ask you one more question um, that is a personal question. So when you are not working at the ranch, uh, do you have any hobby or anything that you like to do on the side? Uh, my hobby is horses. Um, I like to ride horses. I don't get as much time anymore. Um, I used to like to hunt and fish, and I still do some fishing. Don't do much hunting anymore, but I like to take kids, people that's never hunted. I like to I like to take them out and harvest their first animal. Enjoy saltwater fishing, but most of the time I'm I'll get on a horse about free time, and I've got my own cattle, and I enjoy just riding through my own cattle and fooling with them. Uh, Alex, I, I would like to thank you for participating in the podcast today, and I am Joe Vendramini. Joe, what? <laughs>